0: Ed, welcome to the Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, Joel Paul Zane. Here with Zoe Schwartz, hi. Taylor Barrett, what up? And Colin Maddox, hi. Hey, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this week, uh, something that we wanted to talk a little bit about, which you know might kind of be a through line for everything else, is expectations. expectations what are those what are those what are those yeah 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 what are your (laughs) expectations for this podcast (laughs)
1: uh i'm i'm hoping to get a good cry in okay i think we can get
0: there
2: we're gonna get my oprah moment
0: can we get that's the goal yeah (laughs) Yeah. have have we gotten a cry on camera yet we have i wasn't here though i missed it yeah you weren't here we did have one cry and then i cried on audio on a uh, past episode uh it's hard to find that episode. It's actually called The One Where Zane Cries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah okay. I feel like with a title like that, it's not very easy to find. No, no, no. Not
1: at all. Not <laughs> yeah. at all.
0: I still uh, feel
2: like my first episode that I was on is the favorite and my favorite name of an episode that you named.
0: Yeah. The uh, Black Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <What> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to listen so you know what the fuck it's about. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So expectations. Um it's important to have healthy ones. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's difficult because I feel like a lot of times with like expectations, we have these ideas of how things should work out when they don't work out that way. Then we're like, well, then they didn't work out. And it's like, mm-hmm. did it not work out or did it not work out that way? Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on expectations, Colin?
1: Oh man, they mess you up.
0: Can yeah. I swear on this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the, they'll fuck
1: you up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I found like, to like in my adult life, to kind of keep away from really big ones, you know, yeah. like we do stand up and stuff like that. So to have this idea, like we just funnel it through doing like a show, you know, if I have a 10 minute spot and I have this expectation, you know, obviously the ideal in my head is like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to crush. Yeah. And I'm going to get off stage and pe- there, people are going to carry me into the street on yeah. their shoulders. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> totally realistic and expectation.
1: Yeah. And you're, j- it's going to be great. And everyone's going to love it. And the reality, of course, if it's anything less than that, I am miserable. Uh, So just kind of trying to go into things with an open mind, I feel like, is better. But I don't know. Little goals are good. Little expectations. Like, hey, how about you try to read for 10 minutes today, Colin, (laughs) instead of just look at your phone? Yeah. Yeah. I don't
3: know. And I I think there's there's like a, a a unique difference between like goals and expectations too. Like you can you can have expectations and also and and also goals. The goals can be a little bit you know like bigger than than your expectations because even if you don't meet your goals, you can still meet the expectation of like you just went and did the thing, you just went and tried. But if your goal is too good at it, then you might have to
0: make a, a couple attempts to to reach that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an expectation that the camera was going to work the whole time. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, but that that might be an unfair expectation. <laughs> you know, uh, and we don't know what the camera's going through. Yeah, exactly. We c- certainly exactly. Do not. <clears throat> yeah, it's off. <laughs> but uh, you know, I kind I, of expected it to go off. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. See, an audio-only episode i cool with that. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Expectations. Uh, we were so, expecting to, yeah, we were yeah.
1: Expecting video.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, and I don't even know where we're at with time. So um, you're going to have to signal me when we're. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, expectations, things go wrong. Uh, and I think just an expectation of things going wrong is almost more healthy than it is to like expect them to always go right, you know? Certainly. Yeah. Um,
2: I like to plan, f- hope for the best, plan for the worst. That's my motto.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And be miserable no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> find
2: a reason to be anxious about all of it.
0: Yeah. Expect to be sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even in expectation... <laughs> you're
2: so uplifting. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think it's, it's you know, a certain amount of, like, uplifting is just being realistic, you know? Like, expecting to be sad is more realistic than expecting to always be happy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like... Uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but someone's like... It's the only. It's like that old cliche of, like, the only thing that is a constant is change. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, the only thing you can really count on when you hope for things is that you're going to be let down every once in a while. And... Yeah. I feel as though I ex—I have an expectation of myself that I should be better at dealing with being let down at Same. this age than yeah. I am. Same. Because it's not yeah. like I haven't been let down. It's not like being let down by things that have are
0: not wi- at all within my control is anything new. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Definitely. For anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. that. The whole experience of having been let down more times than I've been, you know, yeah. uh, like met with my expectation. Like, yeah, by now I should be like, yeah, of course that happened. Of course my my music wasn't mixed. Of course, you know, this joke didn't work. Like, I, it's it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, hey, like. Yeah, things go wrong and it's 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 more about what you can do uh, regardless of of being let down, you know, especially in the moments where you feel like you're being let down. It's 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 about what you can do in those moments. Uh, Taylor, what about you? What are your thoughts on expectations? Uh,
3: I I think expectations are uh, a a difficult thing to to navigate in. Pretty much always, but I think they get easier the more you the more self-respect you gain because you can kind of um, sift through the whether or not the expectations were put there by yourself or by somebody else or mm. by societal standards or all these, th- oh, you know, there's there's a million different reasons that, that you can land on why your expectations would be what they are. But the just through gaining a little bit of self-respect, gaining a little like a little bit of clarity and um honoring the process of whatever you're doing mm-hmm. i think your expectations can become a little bit more realistic and a little bit more like gentle with yourself you know that instead of having ridiculous expectations that you're that that aren't within the realm of like what you as 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 an individual would would want to be doing then then you, maybe you can let go of those expectations maybe you can regain different expectations or different understandings of uh, w- w- whatever you're going through, whether it's a passion project or just you know personal growth, I think that um, it, sifting through them and understanding what are your expectations and what expectations were put on to you mm-hmm. is a really important process. Yeah, definitely, I agree definitely. With that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zoe? Well,
2: I do. I totally agree with what you said, Taylor. I do. I think. Yeah, I think because there are. I've like a lot of the things. Like I think shame is like a good indicator that it's like something that's not that's coming from the outside for me. Like something makes me feel shame that I'm usually like, this feels like an expectation that I didn't like choose yeah. because it's making me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I definitely agree with what you said. But I, something I, this like making me think about something I've been thinking about lately is like, yeah, like, uh, le- you know, kind of like what you said, like learning how to navigate things going wrong. Like, I think that's, because I feel like my whole, like we're told like, if you just do everything the right way, then everything will go right. And it's like, that's just not the truth. Like we don't have control over things. Yeah. The only thing we have control over is handling it when shit goes out of control you know what i mean yeah. so i think i've really been thinking about that lately like why am i always so all over the place with my emotions like i'm such an emotional person i'm so sensitive you know and i'm like maybe the the lesson is like learning to embrace that i'm always going to be a little bit all over the place and that i don't have to react to like I can be like oh this is what I'm like you know and then yeah. and then as a result I can have less of like a it can have less of an impact if I can learn it's like surfing the wave or riding the wave and not letting it like take you down every time instead yeah. of
3: being sad that you're <clears throat> sad you can just be like oh I'm sad that's a normal emotion yep. for me to experience let's yeah. just you know w- work through this
2: yeah and you can move through it quicker when you are accepting of it versus mm-hmm. like why the fuck do I always feel this way you yeah. know like yeah. uh, why does this always happen yeah
1: getting mad at yourself for your own feelings is a big thing expectations have done to me yeah like,
0: you know well,
2: we're cancers too.
0: Yeah, we are. We have the same
2: birthday, me and Colleen. July.
3: Sweet, so yeah. I'm gonna
0: forget two people's birthdays yeah. at the same time. I'm a Libra. <laughs> I'm a
3: I'm a Libra Scorpio, and that's a lot of that's a lot of emotions. That's a lot of. <laughs> a lot
0: of emotion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like yeah I can relate to being everywhere and stuff emotionally and kind of w- only when you're not in like an elevated state emotionally can you have the any kind of for me any kind of forethought mm-hmm. to be like oh yeah no this is a pattern that I do when I'm elevated and a lot of these things I've told myself for a long time in these really elevated moments to just not get upset yeah which is like the worst feedback to tell yourself when you're upset <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's like we're already there motherfucker yeah. like and it's yeah. we can either tell ourselves that it's bad that we feel this way or we can you know just take a minute just take a minute yeah. go drink yeah. some water yeah absolutely <laughs> it's like um,
2: mindfulness like the more you mind yeah the more you can be like mindful with the emotion of just like accepting it then it goes doesn't yeah. have such an impact yeah. yeah
3: do you do you guys think that uh The expectations that you have for yourself versus the expectations that you have for other people are equal? Are they uh, uh, like different, uh,
0: the, you, you, you have expect expectations for I expect people to deal with things better than I deal with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time, I'm just like, you should be dealing with this, you're not me, of course I deal with it poorly and it's like... Oh, so so that'd be that you you have a lower expectation of, of, uh, of yourself. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I expect myself to fuck shit up, I expect everyone else to have it handled, I'm the guy who fucks uh, shit up, you're supposed to have it handled. Yeah. I think I tend I to like,
2: exp- I tend to expect from people what I expect from myself, I right. think, and I think that's sometimes like. Yeah, like, I have this is an example I have, like, where, like, say somebody you relate to, but, like, maybe you're, like, in a little bit further. Like, I have a friend that I'm really similar to in some really, like, annoying ways, and I love her. But it's like, I feel like I've, I'm a little more self-aware. I've done more work in some areas. And sometimes when I'm around her, I'm like, why the fuck doesn't she realize how annoying that is? You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you didn't, you know, like, yeah. So, so it's almost like, I think when I see myself go through something or achieve something or, you know, then I'm like, well, why can't they do it? You know, or especially yeah. if the person reminds me of myself. I definitely
3: too. relate to that. Like my, my, my two big words in the last year have been uh, gentle and patient. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to be as gentle and patient with people as I possibly can. And, uh, when I see other people not being gentle and patient, I'm like, why are you not? And it's like, Oh, they probably don't have the same thought process as me. They're probably working on something else. Even yeah. And even if they're not working on something else, they're just fucking doing their thing. You know what yeah. I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say sometimes like I, when like, especially like when I'm working, like, cause I have an obnoxious work ethic cause I'm a fucking Capricorn. <laughs> Just a stupid work ethic. So I'm just like, I'm always working. I got to do this. You know, and I'm like, always doing this stuff. And then when I feel like people aren't meeting that, I'm just like, why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't yeah. you? Do-? And it's just like, that's, uh, you shouldn't expect yeah, that of yeah. yourself, let alone expect yeah, we're it like, of like, You're other not
2: people's. making it look fun, Zane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. It's like, why why aren't you miserable like yeah. me? You should, yeah. Look how miserable I'm making myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God.
2: Yeah. I yeah. feel that.
1: I've yeah. been there. I certainly like the idea that you were talking about of other people's. Or, like, I think I expect certain people very close to me, like, in my immediate orbit, to already understand my, like, elevated emotional states, Mm -hmm. which I have not set those expectations for myself. Like, I haven't told myself, hey, maybe think about this is how you get really angry or really upset. So maybe if you feel that, take a second for yourself or, like, figure out what those... I hate the word trigger. I'm sorry. I really hate the word. It's, it's been so over. Yeah, like, overused. the market's flooded yeah. on triggered. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like Whitney Cummings' thing where if she says it earnestly, she has to say it twiggered,
0: <laughs> which I think is really funny.
1: But if you do that in casual conversation, I've tried it like as a social experiment. People get very mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 like, more so than when
0: they hear triggered. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, it twiggles people to say it that way. It's, 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 it's
1: a bit like an inception <laughs> mode. But uh, we i right now. But figuring out with those triggers are for you, or those like tripwires, I think is better. Oh, okay. I like that. Better. I like that. That's yeah. More yeah. Manly. It's more of an explosion. That's more
0: manly for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tripwire is for is, sure yeah. the manliest way. Landmine. Yeah. Yeah. Land, it's a landmine. That's a good one. It's a man it. mine. Also, how
1: every uncle I have describes dog shit. It's yeah. a landmine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: keep an eye out for the landmines in the yard there. Uh, but I, I'm like, you got, don't you get it that I'm upset right now? I'll say to people like that I'm really close yeah. with, and it's like, n- you're not talking about it how would we possibly know how could we possibly know that you are feeling this way Yeah, yeah. if you will not say it
0: yeah Uh, well I think that it's it's setting up that expectation you know and being like hey these are the things that bother me if you do this this is how I'm going to react to it you know so Mm -hmm. it's like creating a healthy expectation with other people for uh, the way that we react to things because I feel like a lot of times it's just like we react and then we're like why aren't people compassionate to the way that I'm reacting it's like well they don't know that that's how you react to things so Mm -hmm. it's like Like Mm -hmm. if you can clue people in and be like, hey, if this happens, I tend to get defeated. When I get defeated, I tend to shut down. When I shut down, I tend to like be quiet. When I get quiet, I tend to not problem solve, you know, and like creating like a. I was that's as close as you guys are getting for my expectations, but that's, but you've seen all of that stuff, but I haven't like created that, you know, expectation of like, Hey, like this is how I normally react. Mm
3: -hmm. I think a a healthy thing to do. And I could be totally wrong about this, but I I think a healthy thing to do in that situation is to like, um, not necessarily try to have somebody navigate all the emotions that you're experiencing and just maybe give like suggestions. like, Like when I'm not doing my best, like just, uh, a hug or a conversation or something mm-hmm. like that will help me so mm-hmm. they don't they don't have to figure out oh he this happened and this happened this happened they could just oh maybe he's a little off maybe i can do the thing mm-hmm. you know because that that's that it expected people to have to navigate through all all, all the the winding roads of, of, of your own emotions you know? vibes. yeah <laughs> uh, that, 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 that that could probably be very exhausting you know yeah. what i mean and uh, yeah and, and people that are close to you will will care you know yeah and definitely I,
1: and i don't and that's the other thing it's like i don't ex- I, I i don't hold that as an expectation for myself to people that i care about or love yeah. that like yeah. i'm gonna keep catalog in my brain everything that's gonna set off someone mm-hmm. i do i, do. I, I try really I hard know. and then other times i'm like oh i i actually i do know that i just was not thinking about it like yeah a lot of times you get in an argument with someone you're close with and worse is like a, a, a thing i really dislike in myself it's like oh i happen to know this really bothers you so now i'm gonna it. Uh, <laughs> like god they fucking hate I'm that. I'm I'm bad <laughs> god, that... I'm not saying that to be
0: cool it's really a trait I
1: dislike <laughs> myself
0: <laughs> yeah though no, definitely uh, well no, I, yeah. I i feel like that was a, a good kind of you know introduction to what this episode's about to be like because uh, our camera went off in the first 3 minutes <sighs> if we made it that far yeah. Um, yeah. But we're still going to keep going, so uh, we'll be right back with the smoke break. I'm looking at the camera even though it's not turned (laughs) on. We'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. And welcome back to the smoke break. Um, Colin, something that you had mentioned earlier was being resistant to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Uh, I'm not sure. I think... uh...
1: I don't come from like a family or like a background that is resistant to it as a whole. We were kind of talking about that before we started, but my sister is a counselor. Um, She's a PhD, you know, psychiatrist and stuff. And both my folks are in counseling, my other siblings and whatnot. So it's not like a...
0: So you you're know, a rebel for not doing it, yeah. <sighs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: mean, I don't like that being the label, but like I did, uh, I I started going uh, like a couple of years, at, like like kind of late into uh, I had I was having some anxiety issues, so I started seeing a therapist uh, when I was living in Iowa City, and I. It was a super workable schedule for like, he, he, he wasn't like, I need to see you every week. It's like, we're doing an hour every other week. Yeah, Like yeah. every other Tuesday for Pretty an manageable. hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, very manageable. I knew it was manageable and I could not. I ghosted that therapist <laughs> so <laughs> hard and repeatedly. And I would just stop going. Cause it yeah. was like, part of it's like, oh, it's getting paid for by my work insurance. Then I don't give a fuck if I <laughs> yeah. actually go. Yeah. And it was a good enough therapist. I don't think that there was anything wrong with him, but I just kind of got like, you know, you know, I, you know the classic, you know, oh, I'm not seeing results. I still feel shitty and wired and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also like pandemic happened, that disrupted it, started doing it over Zoom, that felt weird. Yeah. Uh, Started going back in person, that still felt weird. It just didn't, f- I don't know if I had a great relationship with the therapist yeah. through no fault of their own, you know. or Other mine. than being
0: unlikable.
2: we call it a good match you guys it's a good match maybe maybe, it wasn't a good match maybe
1: it was not a good match He was a nice guy it's funny because i ran into him in a bar after i'd ghosted him, (laughs) and we just made we made eye contact we made eye contact and just looked down like we were like oh neither of us want to talk to each other (laughs) but i have a very big like thing and maybe just because like I have a very big thing of, like, not wanting to involve other people in my issues. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have any issues going on that are just me, like, in my head, anxiety, depression, whatever, you know, just trying to better oneself, like, thinking about how you react to things, the idea of involving another person in that and going out of your way to involve other people in that, and it seemed like a very, it seems like a luxury Mm. that a lot of people are not afforded, mm-hmm. uh, quite literally. And then mm-hmm. it also seems to me like, why am I going to, like, I don't want to bother anybody with the, yeah. Like, this is my... It, uh, it's a dumb thing because we. I don't think about that with anything else in my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would never think, oh, I'm having problems in my relationship. I better just think about it by myself. Like, yeah, I would isolate. immediately talk to my partner or a friend who's yeah. in a partnership or a close, you know, a family yeah, member single I trust. A friend. Yeah, somebody, yeah, <laughs> I was like, who's just fucking- test the water, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, and uh, the whole, th- but I, for whatever reason, when it comes to mental health and, like, thinking about stuff like that i just tend to very much be a kind of an isolationist and mm-hmm. really be like i don't wanna it's i also don't want to take i got other shit to do like i don't want to take the time yeah to do it i'm like I, I feel happier when i'm putting my energy into like creative things and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think i've had the impulse for a very long time that like that time in therapy talking about all the, all the stuff that bothers you mm. could be better f- put towards other pursuits and maybe you won't think of those things that bother you maybe that's an expectation i had (laughs) for myself was that if i don't go to therapy and just you know obsessively write scripts and screenplays and do comedy as much as possible and try to book as many shows as possible and start a podcast and you know do table reads constantly then i will be i won't be anxious or depressed or anything because i'll be yeah. or you'll be doing anxious the and depressed that, at all of those and things very busy. or i will be <laughs> extremely busy and stressed out and while well on top of you know yeah. working a 40 hour you know whatever working full time yeah. whatever it is and uh yeah man well,
2: i think there is like i think there is a balance of like distraction and like processing that we all need you like sometimes i feel like I'm like really bad at, at compartmentalizing. Sorry, mm-hmm. I And I think like because it kind of sounds like maybe a little bit that's what you're doing. Like, like you're like, well, these yeah. other things are distracting and like that feels better than like digging into it, which I think is like probably really universal for a lot of people. But yeah. I think there's a balance of like, there is some some of distraction that's healthy I mean, even like in like men, like with mental health and like therapy like some of the strategies we teach are distraction you know like sometimes it's better to just distract yourself from a really strong emotion than react other times it's better to be present with it and like feel mm-hmm. it you know anyway so i've just I've, that's something i've been struggling with a little bit like yeah like how much distraction is healthy versus how much like indulging and feeling but i think sometimes because i'm such a emotional person like distraction would be valuable for me because I can really get in my feelings about shit to the point where I'm like probably making it harder on myself yeah. so yeah so I think like I think that is a skill that's valuable it's just like how much yeah like yeah like weighing it, when and where to do that yeah, yeah. like yeah. maybe like yeah it's can overcompensate sometimes in that way Well,
1: and, and like Any amount of time, I think probably it sounds ironic for how resistant to therapy I am. But like, I I do think that any amount of time spent on oneself is probably like, you know, it's good to have that release valve. Yeah. Like when I was going to therapy somewhat consistently, I did kind of see enough benefits. I wasn't like totally no results. I was like, this is nice because I'm not like blowing up people that i care about now because yeah. yeah. so i'm just too like full yeah. it is like and i should say i want to go back to th- i'm yeah. in the process of trying yeah. to get back sure. into therapy but it also seemed like so many steps and stuff like that to get there, there and i always felt like through college i was doing stand-up or i was doing theater or music or whatever i was into i felt like oh, i have enough going on And I have the things that I know I'm passionate about. I'm lucky enough to have these activities that provide me with dopamine that I feel like I am taking up a th- like a more damaged person's not da- I shouldn't say damage but a- someone who needs the help more oh. yeah. by so doing a, a ther by taking up a therapist if i'm just going to be like complaining about i never feel like i have time to write my stories yeah. like then like i feel like i never have time to play red dead i'm like there's somebody who is in much deeper levels of crisis who could benefit from that professional's time I yeah uh, but, but I, mean, I feel
0: like you kind of end up in a deeper level of crisis by pushing your problems off like that long, you
1: know. Oh, yeah. I'll, I've will i never seen the charts, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> no, We'd certainly. I've pr- <laughs> I, I have experienced that within. Like, I'm I've been conscious of that going to the negative end for me. Been like, oh, this is what happens when you do that. Yeah, and uh, I was, and it sucks. It's yeah. horrible. Well, I mean, I can. Kidnapped- where do you thi- Oh, go ahead. Oh, please.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, do you have a hunch about like where it came from? Like, in your like, do you feel like there's like a thing in your upbringing where like you got the message that like you're like that you shouldn't burden other people or like you yeah. have any ideas of like where that message oh yeah
3: i deserve it like it's oh, not yeah. like you're not bad enough to need it
2: yeah like somebody, yes yeah. uh yeah, you're not well
1: from? i was talking about before my folks were social workers and oh. I, I mean they were both big you know um You know, advocates for taking care of yourself mentally. My mom explained to me like what depression is and how you should say something if you feel it, Mm -hmm. like, and laid it out very well when I was really young, which I don't think is something most parents do. I think it's because she's probably been there Mm -hmm. herself and she's like, I'm not trying to have you go through that without like having some kind of outreach, which is great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I, I do think, but if you grow up around stories of, you know, specifically the type of social worker my parents were oh, where yeah. they were child abuse investigators. Yeah. So That's they worked for DHS going in and removing kids from like abusive homes. Okay. And you know, yeah. it's messed up, but it's like, we had like, my mom had like a, a, like a film camera, like an old, like it looked like a digital camera, but it popped open. and had film. And uh, and then later had a digital camera that had like our family pictures and then you'd be scrolling through looking for pictures and there'd be like bruises on oh, like, a like, oh, face, yeah. Or, yeah. like a kid's like face or like a kid whose leg was like the skin had been scalded off oh, by boiling yeah. water. Um, so oh, hor- horrific stuff. And yeah. I think if you grow up with a knowledge that that is happening yeah. to kids your age. I think implicitly you're going to realize that if that's not happening to you, yeah. you're in a pretty good position and you probably shouldn't really complain. Ah, and also, I, there's just a, a pervasive thing in the Midwest of you keep your head down and do your work. Mm. like, yeah. And you do not talk about your problems with other people because yeah. it, it then puts them in the position of having to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think Midwesterners like receiving help. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. It, yeah. we think in a very roundabout way and I know this is a big thing throughout my family and it's like receiving help is a de- it's saying I'm weak like it's sure. it's saying I'm not good enough to do this thing yeah. so please help me mm-hmm. and that is a even when like in like text people will overtly say like no, when you're struggling with something talk to people and work isn't everything your parents will come and like be like talk to us about this type of thing there's still something that le- like lines every interaction with but you'll eventually like stuff that down and get back to work right like <laughs> yeah you know yeah, like yeah. eventually you will figure that out and i think there's a lot of people throughout and it doesn't stop in america obviously but throughout the country that there is a like cultural yeah. geographic like issue to mental health treatment and like just talking about it and uh yeah i don't know and also like that i had sense. i had friends who dealt with like you know horrible home lives and addiction issues growing up and since i feel like i didn't get like I... anything horrible nothing but horrible befell me I that can i relate was to like that. i don't feel like i was like i you know it just doesn't fit it feels like wasted resources yeah. Yeah. Like, you know
0: well i feel like a lot of people think that like they, they get into this mindset that like, well, because I don't have it the worst, that must mean I don't have it bad. Yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. not validating the part mm-hmm. of it that's bad. That's yeah. just, you know, And things power. are not a
1: binary, like, yeah. in that yeah. way. Like, you can't say, well, this is bad, so what you have is good. It's like, well, they can both be different levels of bad. Well, like exactly. that
2: makes me think about how, like, what could, what's traumatic to one person is not necessary. Like, our trauma is individual based on how we experience the yes. trauma, not based on what happened to us, per se, like, objectively. That itself. has
1: taken me a very very long time I'm still not really there Yeah. (laughs) because I, to me, I'm like, well, my parents didn't smack the shit out of me growing up. So I guess I didn't have a traumatic child. I I literally have this,
2: no, I have, I have really similarly recently realized that like both my parents were present, you know, like they were love me, whatever. And I was like, how do I have these like attachment issues? Like I totally have like anxious attachment probably. And like, what if I, I don't know if I fully believe in that, but I do like, I'm naturally really, I've just been anxious from birth. I swear. But yeah, like, but I always didn't give myself permission to be like, I have trauma because I was like, why am I like this? Like, my parents were there. And then finally one day I was like, no, no, no. Like, I learned more about, like, how you can still be traumatized by present parents. You know? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. just everything Most life. people with daddy <clears throat> issues have dads. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's, a good
2: point. But that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, not giving yourself permission to say I'm traumatized because... Because you're like it wasn't bad enough. That mm. was
1: one thing that one therapist did well is that I'm like, well, but you know, he, he said something where he's like, he's like, no, that's. Fucked I'm up. like, so what's wrong with me? I just straight up asked yeah. that after yeah. like a month of seeing him. I'm <laughs> like, do I have anything like? Because there's mental uh, like diagnosable like mental illness in my family. There's mm-hmm. bipolar disorder and stuff like that. So I'm like, yo, any of that like poking yeah. up and then he's like well you clearly you've talked about having panic attacks so you you know you got panic attacks and that's fun and you've talked about feeling like <laughs> suicidal <laughs> you know so you, you depression and I'm like can you like diagnose me can <laughs> yeah. you just tell me like cause, it depression because the yeah. other thing and is it goes very like paradoxically along with not wanting help is also I'm a bit of a hypochondriac mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and I inherited inherited that a bit from my mom like yeah. hers is like physical I'm like mine's mental because I never yeah. have felt like okay like all like with it and I'm like oh I must have Cotard's delusion or something you read about yeah. something and you're like oh that's fun like that's I got that that's, like my, you know my
0: mom had the, the very much like uh, like mental illness hypochondria oh, where yeah. so like that made me really resistant because like she thought she had everything so I thought I had nothing which was yeah. wrong well, and it, it, <laughs> <got> a bunch <laughs> My parents I
1: don't know what you're like oh my parents split up So mm-hmm. I got like my parents Disliking one another mm-hmm. and then telling Me based on whose house I was staying in At the given time uh, like all of the Other parents supposed Mental illness diagnoses mm. oh, Like yeah. you know your biological mom probably has Untreated bipolar disorder right. it's like well You know your other mom has this going on She's just like wasn't fit to be a mom like ba-da-da-da. And just goes on and on she's a Narcissist she's depressed she's anxious <laughs> You yeah. know, just back and forth. I'm like, that, that can't all be true. Yeah, you're like, it's like, yeah. more
2: fucked up if you guys are really that bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, the, the therapist I had wasn't an MD or a PhD or anything. So he's like, so I can't diagnose you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, you check all the boxes for general anxiety disorder. And then you check all the boxes, like most of the boxes that I would say for like a PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but the T is trauma. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah. And I go, I didn't have a traumatic childhood. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, the things you've told me about, <laughs> like <laughs> about like not like my parents were fine, uh, but like my mom had a I like had a st- had, I had a stepmom. Like my mom's partner lived with us for a while. It was shitty, and then he, she's like, the things you've told me about that relationship trauma buddy like, yeah. <laughs> like he's just like i feel like i don't need to tell you more than just tell like drop the category of things we talked about yeah, yeah. and you kind of get that i'm like yeah but i wasn't in war isn't that for war guys yeah <laughs> exactly how i felt when i was holding yeah, PTSD. Just, i'm
3: like i'm not i'm not a, a, a pow I'm not, yeah man. like I
1: don't <laughs> yeah, it feels i lived a, a, above a guy in an apartment a guy a vietnam veteran who had like proper combat PTSD and like, like no had, fireworks, PTSD, like no fireworks. Couldn't like he called he the uh ambulances on himself, like damn routinely because he's yeah. just like, I'm gonna do. He was thinking about taking his own life and he was just needed somebody Craft. to like hold them down essentially and that was terrifying and then of course that's around the same time i'm getting into therapy so i'm like i do not have ptsd
0: yeah, because that's ptsd like i'm
1: not like and but it's like many things people talk about today and as we're kind of finding out with many things it's a spectrum and you know there's varying levels of you know relativity to it well and
2: that ties back into the expectations of like what a mental illness looks like yeah yeah yeah. or what trauma
0: looks like yeah definitely yeah all right cool we're gonna take a real quick commercial break And we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Man stuff. (laughs) And we are back with the smoke break. Uh, Let's talk about man stuff. Like uh, Colin (laughs) Colin just introduced it. Uh, You talked a little bit about having two moms. I also had two moms. Uh, and you would think that Different two moms, different, different two, two, moms. two moms, yeah, yeah. This unless, unless it's <laughs> yeah, like a parent trap thing where yeah, we get our, our moms mom. together. So you guys, guys are you both from both, the like, same place, like like, like a rip picture together. <laughs> 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 you
1: guys I never mom. never had any brothers. <laughs> <in> that <day>. great.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think that you know there's like this expectation that like oh you were raised by women so therefore you have like all of these you you must not have any toxic masculine traits and it's like no that's not how that works because. Toxic masculinity is ingrained in everything. So yeah.
1: it's uh it's very interesting to see how these things play out because you need a little bit of distance to like talk about it and to think about it because it's just your folks, you know. Mm. I didn't have like verbiage for any of this until somewhat recently and having people that also know your parents. Like, I talk a lot about with my... As I think many, like, relationships do, you just sit and shit-talk each other's families, (laughs) you know? And you're just like, I think your mom has this thing wrong. I think your mom has this. And it's like... But talking that stuff out does kind of help put stuff in boxes, I feel like. But, yeah, I can certainly lay claim to both of my folks having a bit of toxic masculinity edge to them, despite them both being women. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like... I love you, mom. Uh, so something that my mom used to say, uh, because I was always like, I was always like this really sweet kid who's just like, I'm going to find a girl. I'm going to marry her. And it's going to be. It. And she's just like, find him, feel him, fuck him, forget him. And I was just like, God whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> You're a lady. <laughs> For real. Like, But that was that was what she was taught, you know, is that like, you know, relationships aren't, you know, like you need to. Like, something she would always say to me is, you need to stop looking for Mrs. Wright. You need to find Mrs. Wright now. And I'm like...
1: Jeez Louise. Yeah.
3: And it sounds like she was trying to... Preserve your like emotional state. She didn't want she didn't want your heart to get broken, so she didn't yeah. want you to yeah. invest into somebody that was gonna fuck you over with these like whimsical dreams that mm-hmm. th- that you were having. But those are very normal things to, to want to
1: feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. as a child, yeah. like
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> it's
1: pretty no. gnarly to uh, take away a kid's idealized version of love.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of what happened though. I, I mean, our of...
2: parents do that anyway, but injury Well, the, yeah,
1: <laughs> my <laughs> folks did it subtextually yeah. by not being
0: together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mom skipped a lot of steps and just went straight to the. Yeah. Yeah, she was just like she just became a bro instantly, yeah. and I was just like, "What do I do?" With she this information? cheers you in a yeah. fucking Coors Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I think that you know, like masculinity is like this this hard thing to like try to put together because it's like if you don't have a male figure, where do you look to to be a masculine? What what is your idea of a masculine figure as a man? You know, or you know, like as a woman looking for a man, like where does that ideal come from?
2: Yeah. No, I th- I was I think about that with my dad. Like, I feel like my dad really just. Like, I love you too, dad, but he didn't give me any, like, messages around, (laughs) like, what, like, I I, I was like, how am I going to apply to this? But yeah, I think, like, the masculine influence in my life, he didn't do a lot of, like, protecting or, like, this is what men are like. Like, I really had to learn all that stuff on my own. He didn't really arm me with that stuff. And the older I get, the more I'm like, how come my dad didn't, like, warn me about what assholes men were? Maybe because he's... Yeah, <laughs> we're not that well, bad. Yeah, and the other thing is it can it be does, rough though. Like,
1: I don't know what you got, Zane. Uh, Do you have two moms growing up? Like, they're both present.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, for, are like they, together? they 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 were together, and my mom's like dated a lot. Okay, uh, so, so I have like uh, for Father's Day, I call five women. I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, thanks, lovable. dude. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, so you're still good with like the steps? <laughs> yeah, some with of them. The some yeah, some yeah, of them. That is. Some of <laughs> them. Some of them. Yeah, not so much. Well, there was there was one one of my mom's exes like. Wouldn't let me sit on my mom's lap because she thought it would make me soft.
1: That's not her call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. Um, the in and outs. The I don't want to generalize. That was a woman. I don't want to generalize like a gay woman, gay women. <laughs> but I, I feel like when there's step parents and like lesbian couples, there's it's fucking. You ever see that movie Running with Scissors? It's it's like a, it's a mental health like thing. It's it's based on a memoir. Saw the weird I think it's movie. Been, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh there's the Annette Benning's a mom and she comes out as gay and she gets a girlfriend. The girlfriend's just horrible to her kid. Mm. And I was like, I had to turn it off. I was like, I can't watch this. Like oh. she was just like It was twiggling. It was twiggling. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many twigs snapped. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, cause uh, I don't know about you. My cause I my folks have like both my moms have a lot of brothers. Like mm-hmm. three I have seven uncles total oh, both sides yeah, put, put together. Them. So anything and they're all like, you know, small town, Iowa dudes, you know, and some farmers, some of them, and, you know, and both of my parents had a thing of like when we went to family occasions to be like we need to give Colin to his uncles so yeah. they can teach him how to be manly <laughs> yeah. like it was like they were like we're gonna send you for a weekend with your uncles and they'll toughen you up like yeah, yeah. but I also think both of them being kind of tomboyish growing up in the scenarios they learn to like get respect by yeah. presenting as very masculine which yeah. is I think, kind of what we talked about a little bit before air er- going on air er- uh, and gave that my mom used to like it's very pleasant i I think it's funny i was like my mom never smacked the shit out of me i was about to say my mom used to smack the shit out of me (laughs) as like fun like when we were like playing football or whatever and the dog would get really riled up yeah basically if we she would like push us around like lightly the dog would be like howl and bark and like protective and my mom thought that was a fun party trick (laughs) so she would be like drinking (laughs) and have people over at the deck and she would just start like like a like a midwestern uncle or a dad yeah. just start like shoving you and yeah. like putting the elbow just to freak the dogs and be like hey guys watch this my, they're gonna come <laughs> and she's gonna try to help the kid it's gonna be funny <laughs> and she would just start like smacking you in the chest and yeah. stuff and yeah. you'd just be like Wait. and then the second you'd be like ow I'd be like are you fucking pussy or what like <laughs> she's just killing Miller Lights and Marlboro yeah. uh, and uh, Marlboros yeah. and just crushing yeah. darts and I'm just like I, my mom I remember, was a Marlboro yeah yeah exactly so Man. you get to like you get out of that world and then you get around friends who talk about the shitty thing their dads did and I'm like I actually didn't miss out on anything did I yeah yeah
0: yeah well it's like that that was like a joke I was trying to 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 do is just like you know like oh what was it like not having any masculine figures it's just like have you ever had a mom so emotionally distant she might as well be a dad like, yeah exactly exactly what I what I dealt with is is just like my mom would uh, always tell me that like I had too many like female friends yeah uh, so you got that one too yeah yes <clears throat> yep. I'm like
1: what did you fucking expect yeah, yeah. there yeah. are
0: only women in
1: my house yeah. so I know, you know how, how to talk you to, to women you feel
0: safe around women yeah. Uh, well
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and I yeah I, I got my parents pushed me into do I do a bit on stage like my parents made me do sports I was very from the outset not good at it and not really into it mm-hmm. yeah but they're like he needs to be like it's my sisters yeah exactly my sisters were both uh, step dancers they did like Irish step dance oh, right nice. and they were really good see. at it and they toured for it and they oh, got damn. to do shows on St. Patrick's Day and they got to compete and they were nationally ranked they were really good at it wow. both of my older sisters and I like was their roadie essentially yeah. and I just wanted to jo- do do what they were doing because I was around it so much I thought yeah. it was cool because it is and uh, both of my parents were like nah that's something that the girls can do you are going to yeah. go play baseball like yeah. and I'm like but I'm bad at it and, yeah. uh, and uh, they came around when I started doing theater because they like theater. But they were also still kind of like I make the joke about it. Were now. they worried that they were? Really yeah, they're like, gay? oh god, we got the <laughs> we got the, we got the, ar- the artsy one is the boy, like yeah, that. Yeah. I think was a bit of a. It's loop. funny
2: to think about your like ma- not like masculine, but your, like somewhat masculine lesbian moms being worried that their son's gay. Yeah, made. that's
1: trippy. I really <laughs> yeah. wondered about it because they were kind of like I. I really think they were probably. I was also not like, I, I was like, I had friends. I was had I was, had no problem making friends, but I didn't like invite people over the house. Yeah. And I think my parents were either a little afraid that I was like the weird kid because yeah. they, because I was the gay mom kid (laughs) or that I was ashamed of them Uh, and didn't bring people over because of that because I'd like the run of my mom's basement high high school (laughs) and my mom was like you fucking nerd why aren't you having people over (laughs) like you have the whole basement to yourself is basically your room you could just be having people over every weekend and I'm like I don't like Yeah, I don't want to bring my friends over to drink with you, and I feel like that's what that would turn into. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I should say I love my moms too. I mean, you guys said you love your parents, and I didn't.
3: (laughs) I got a a weirdly unique experience with my dad. Like, my dad was a little distant, but he was never like I. I don't think even intentionally, but he was just never really subscribing to the toxic masculine shit. He was always really goofy. He was always really like, he just didn't give a shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and that can show itself in in some very problematic ways sometimes but like it, it was it was really weird uh like I, d- I definitely got the distant dad issues but like the, he he was he just was never really toxic you know what i mean he was he was toxic in other ways but not like like the overly masculine bullshit you know he's never yeah. like you need to do sports you need to toughen up you need to do you know, it was it, it was never really like that most of the men in my life i can say have been in very toxic relationships my my grandparents he's just kind of submitted to whatever she wants all the time my uncle who i was raised by is in a arguably abusive relationship with his wife and like i i, I got really strange visuals on like what relationships yeah. should be like yeah and i I've, I've i've definitely noticed that in my own relationships where i like subconsciously am just kind of submitting to like well if i want to be in a relationship with this person then i'm just gonna have to fucking deal with this yeah. and like it it's you
0: know, happy, happy wife, happy
3: life. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I'm just in the corner crying, and it's like happy wife, happy life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not how that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've definitely had to like give myself the grace of like earning my own self respect, and like and like letting myself have boundaries. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. because that's that's something that a lot of the men in my life don't have in their relationships, and it's, yeah, it's it's been weird seeing the other side of that toxic masculinity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I That's I think that, you know, like a lot of ideals like come from like media, you know, mm-hmm. especially like for me, because I didn't have a masculine figure. I was just like, oh, well, then what's what's a cool black dude on TV look like? Yeah. And the answer is cooler than you'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, can't I live up to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So oh. but I mean, but that was that was what I had to model myself after. You know, I'm just like, well. Uh, how do I be cool uh, James Bond does puns so I'll do puns
3: yeah motherfucker is that where it came from
0: yeah originally yeah where <laughs> oh he like kills God. somebody and he's just like oh the paper's earlier because he pushed <laughs> him into a paper shredder <laughs> or something you know and I'm just like that was cool that was cool maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm doing puns wrong there's yeah.
1: gotta be <laughs> you ever like think but like you could do worse there's something you could do worse I feel like people our age and younger I don't know how old y'all are I'm 27 but like 27. I'll like yeah but people our age and younger like i got seth rogan was like my pop culture model yeah like super bad came out when i was like 11 or 12 and i Mm -hmm. saw it and i was like this guy and then knocked up and everything like i was just like oh smoking weed hanging out and kind of not being a dick like being a little bit of a dick with his friends yeah yeah. like and that like spoke to me is like Mm -hmm. and that's the uh, the toxic masculinity i was like the one time I feel like it's like the release valve where dudes can be shitty and toxic is when you're around like your closest four or five childhood also male friends Yes, say whatever you want with that group because it is airtight Yeah, like yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. no one's gonna that's that group chat's not gonna get leaked when you're running for office like it's gonna be <laughs> fine it's but like and like Hopefully. that is I feel like <laughs> the only way that you can like let out like shittiness to each other because you see it reflected in your buddies mm-hmm. like there's been so many many times I remember after I graduated college, I was hanging out with a couple of friends of mine who I grew up with. And I was talking about another friend of mine who's a female who I was like, yeah, this friend of mine, just she just broke up with her boyfriend. She's really dealing with a hard time. And she asked me to go over to her place to like, talk to her. And all of my f- guy friends were like, alone? And I'm like, Jesus yeah? Christ. And they're like, oh, you just want to be careful. You got a girlfriend, man. Like, you just want to be, like, kind of really careful about this situation. Because, like, if you put yourself in, like, and I'm like, guys, she's just a friend. It's really not like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, yeah. I have no feelings that way towards her. Like, and then she's just like, all right, well, you, you just got to be careful. You just got to, like, not put yourself in that situation. But then I, they realized I was speaking in the past tense. Like, I already went over and, like, comforted her after yeah. a breakup. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you went? And, like, <laughs> Melody, my girlfriend, was oh, she was okay with that? I'm like yeah it's really not an issue yeah. to have a platonic female friend yeah. who is in an emotionally elevated place and you, f- to, for you to have something on your mind around her that is not fucking yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. really okay yeah, yeah, Like, because yeah. they were like yeah man they were speaking like how hard it is for me to go over there and not try uh, to fuck that person yeah. and I'm like no, not, you guys yeah. are really coming out like, of that. Like,
2: men and women, when they're alone together, just yeah. whoops. Yep. And, and
1: whoops. one of them upset, they were like, how are you going to resist that? I'm like, buddies, no. Yeah, easily. And then <laughs> I feel like it was the first time in our relationships that they were like, Oh, Colin treats women like people like out of them all. And they were all like, and then, you know, they're kicked all like, out of the
0: group chat. They're just like, oh, what yeah, we and
1: it's, it's been it was very interesting. And like, it's been fun to see the cracks because one of them brought up recently. They're like, remember how we like they were talking to me. They're like, remember, Colin, how we would ask you to like go talk to girls we liked for us. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, because remember how I, like, you know, that whole, like, seeing women as people People. thing? Yeah, I was, like, not afraid to talk to girls when, like, puberty was hitting. Because I wasn't like, they're these untouchable. God, they're fucking people. And also, I have older sisters. They started getting hornier before us. (laughs) We're behind them in the horny right now, guys. You don't get it. Like,
2: (laughs) No, that's actually some really good perspective you have, though. Yeah, Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, uh. I'm gonna make a bad transition. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. And uh, we're gonna be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to 10 AM on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio.
2: Pew, pew, pew.
0: And we are back with the smoke break. We're gonna wrap up with one last topic. And uh, that topic is perfectionism. Oof, all right.
2: I don't wanna talk about it unless we're gonna do it right.
0: All right, well, it looks like we'll never talk about it. Ah, oh, perfectionism it's so difficult it's uh yeah. it's something that i feel like holds me back uh mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the the idea of what could be perfect stops me from creating anything that could be good mm-hmm. wow. i, I,
3: mm-hmm. I, I want yeah. to touch on that too because there's like specifically what you said the, the idea idea of, of wanting to be perfect it like the, the more passion and respect you have for something especially if it's like a hobby or you know like comedy for example mm-hmm. if if you know exactly what you want comedy to sound like if you, you have this the utmost respect for the hustle and and the way jokes are written and everything mm-hmm. like that then you have this insanely high expectation of of how you want it to be and it's really easy for you to like well i didn't i i, I didn't make three callbacks and, and and a plot twist and this and this and this so it's not good enough and mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, that's really easy to like beat yourself up because you aren't meeting your own ideals of, of like what perfect is or, or what you mm-hmm. want to be accomplishing in that And that's that's held me and I'm sure a lot of other people back from doing a lot of things that they want to do and that they're
0: passionate about. Yeah, definitely. Zoe, how does that perfectionism show up for you?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about it like in relation to like a, a show that I produced and like had really successful, like amazingly successful, like first three shows. And then the last two, you know, it's like summer is harder for comedy, whatever. But it was bringing up these feelings because I had this moment of like, why well, am I not even want to do this anymore. This sucks. And then I was like, and I talked to my mom about it and she was like, well, you have this weird thing where like you'll be really good at stuff like right off the bat. And then, and then you get humbled when it's like you you have to go through the gauntlet like after you already realize you're good at something or that you had this like luck or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I think for me, it's like I have a really hard time still enjoying things that I'm when I'm not perfect at them. Yes. And I mean, perfect is like a relative term. Right. But like yeah, like with comedy, it's like a lot of, the, I beat myself up a lot, like when I have a mediocre set, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's been a really good like uh journey for me to like be more comfortable with imperfection. But it, I think it's, it's like, yeah, just really sensitive and I like to be good at stuff. And so it's really hard to still be like, I like this thing, even when you, what you make doesn't feel great, you know, or yeah. like what, the, what like you yeah. produce. Yeah. So I think for me, just trying to figure out how to still enjoy the things that I love, even when I'm not doing great at them, because when you're failing at things, it's part of the journey and like just being able to appreciate the journey of the thing I like, even when it's not like perfect or great you know or super funny or whatever Yeah, I, mean, I, I think
3: <laughs> definitely like you have to ask yourself a lot like do I like being good at, at this or do I like this mm-hmm. do do, do, do yep. I respect the thing or do, or do yep. I just want to be good at
2: stuff yeah I, yeah. I had a, I had like a hypnotism session recently and when it was before my con- like I did the Portland's Funniest Person contest you know and I, I was nervous about it and the motto I, or like the mantra that I had was I do this because it brings me joy. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't do this yeah, because powerful. I have to be good at it. I do this because it it's, jo- it's a joyful thing for me. It's and the like, thing
3: I chose to do. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And I do it because it brings joy. And yes, there's some failure in that. And like, if I let that ruin it for myself, then it's not bringing me joy anymore. So, yeah.
1: Well, and we romanticize this idea, especially with art of the, the tortured artist mm-hmm. who sacrifices like every part of themselves right. for the thing that they create. And we, think that that's i don't know about you guys but i grew up thinking like that's fucking cool like Yo, that's yeah. what i want to be yeah just totally committed man 100 yeah. percent in or out yeah and the thing is is that you can't do that in my like experience without yeah. really turning off some very essential and joyful parts of your psyche
2: mm-hmm.
3: like
1: mm-hmm. that attitude has caused me to hurt people that i love you know mm-hmm. that attitude yeah. has caused me to not be the best person that I can be interpersonally. And if I weigh like creating things like stand up, I love doing, and it's similar. It brings me joy. And so do many creative things like I was talking about before, but also so do my interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't really, I don't think I I don't ascribe to the thing that you can only do one. There's like, that's that what that whole movie, the Banshees of Inishar was about. I don't know if you guys saw Mm -hmm. that, but it was great. Um, It's all about sick name. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's Martin McDonald. It's a dude who made in Bruges. But it's like two friends who have they're going through a friendship breakup, Uh and one's very much like I'm going to commit the rest of my life to art and interesting things, and the other one's just a nice guy. Mm. And it's the battle between being like a decent person and interpersonal relationships, Mm. or being like important. And that's what it is. It's Uh, like I feel like I don't want to sound judgmental, but perfectionism, like ambition, like goes very closely with like very arrogant, like, expectations Mm -hmm. of oneself. Like, how good do I really think I am that I can nail this? Yeah, Yeah. and nail it
0: every single time.
1: Do I really think that highly of myself? Mm -hmm. No, and I don't know if it's because of my growing up experiences, but, like, sports, school, all the stuff I was told I should be good at, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then when I found, like, creative pursuits and, like, showed a little bit of promise in them, That became the thing I was willing to sacrifice everything else for. So I'm very accepting of not being perfect in just about everything else. But I have one or two things that if I'm not perfect at them, I'm very, very upset. I can
2: relate to that hard. You know, Yeah. it's
1: just like, I'm, this is the only thing I care about. Why am I not good at this thing? Totally. And you start, and it's not that you're not good. It's just that you get create an expectation for yourself Mm -hmm. that is unachievable. Like...
3: Yeah, it's the the whole like Van Gogh thing is super oh, romanticized yeah. where it's like he he's, he was perfect but he was crazy and he was crazy about how perfect he was and he was this this brilliant this this brilliant tortured artist like you said and it's like he was suffering. Yes, absolutely suffering and he, he happened to be so dope with the easel that like it that almost gets Pushed under the rug because because of, of Starry Night and shit. Like yeah, that. and it's like, the dude, cut his fucking ear off. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. He cut my ear off. himself. Like, it's the same Didn't thing. Did he
2: mail it to somebody? or yeah, something? Yeah, he mailed it to oh his
3: yeah. love yeah. interest. Yeah, that is. And she, could you imagine?
2: abusive? And like, oh, this yeah. guy that,
3: that wouldn't leave, leave me alone. He's constantly in my DMs. He yeah. like open a mail from him and uh, it's his fucking ear. Like, like no one's ever well, gonna, well, gonna, gonna love you. I remember thinking this in college when I wanted to do more,
1: you know, creative things. You would read these biographies. I was really into writing and writing plays and stuff. So I was like reading like Eugene O'Neill, is like a really popular playwright back in the day and you think oh he's these incredible plays he put out and he wins the Nobel Prize and all of this stuff and then you read about his personal life and he's the biggest asshole on Uh, the planet uh like Two of his kids committed suicide and referenced his treatment of them in their oh, notes. Sure. Ah. Jesus, and then his third kid he disowned because she went off and married Charlie Chaplin.
2: Oh, yeah. What so he
1: ha- he died with no way. good relationships yeah. in his life. He ruined every relationship he ever had, and it's like it's like the Faustian trade-off: you want your soul or you want mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we've been dealing with these kinds of issues for forever. It's everywhere in our culture and in our art. And like, you're just trying to, it's like just waiting for when the wave's going to hit you and, like, how do you kind of keep your head above water a little
2: yeah. bit? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you think about that, like, what I think about, like, oh, like, uh, like, John Lennon or whatever, you know, people are like, oh, he's so great, you know, and it's like, he's, like, totally, like, a a like a, you know, he, like, was abusive to Dog, both the women, he you know, all you through. wrote that T- one song. Tupac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's just a lot like, of power for people, or people that, like, get, yeah, that gain well, a lot and it's, of And it's, it's
1: what makes, like, not to be, like, really topical, it's what makes, like, cancel culture very, like... Ironic to me Mm. because it seems to be the takeaway seems to be, we want our artists to have the same morals as we do. Yeah. But achieve at a level. But we also want our artists to be really fucked up. And I'm sorry you don't get both. Yeah. Like you don't get. Yeah. Like Roman Polanski's crimes without Roman Polanski's art, like yeah. yeah. kind of sucks, but uh, and uh, certainly not justifying any of that. But no, it no, is no. a it is a very interesting kind of paradox. Like we want our art. We, it's like the 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 Bill Hicks. Like you want your rock stars dead,
0: yeah. and there is this
1: expectation. So- like you want your artists to be messed up because you think that's what makes them good, and we good art, we yeah. implicitly romanticize that through like tabloids and everything, with zero regard for like the effects it has on the artist's head. And then we then completely abandon them and assume they're horrible people when they step a foot out of yeah. line, like, how did you- due to those same things that yeah. we're lauding other artists yeah. for.
0: Yeah, yeah. you yeah.
1: know, it just seems very ironic to me. And there's levels of ignorance. It's like you don't you
2: don't see that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I think that that over romanticized like I have to be a tortured artist. Otherwise, I'm not really an artist. If I'm not suffering, then am I really even an artist? It's like we we have these fucking just gross ideas that like kind of send artists and and make and make artists resistant to therapy because they're like, well, I don't want to fix the thing that makes me creative.
1: Lose yeah. my spark. Yeah, yeah,
0: lose your spark. Here's what's messed up. I just
1: thought of this. Before I knew I had ever written like a song lyric, tried to do anything like creative mm. or cared about it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're uh, right. but, And cared about it like... I had a poster of Kurt Cobain on my bedroom wall, and all I knew about him was that he killed himself. Yeah, that he was a songwriter that killed himself. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, because I had this idea. I was like, "Oh, you're gonna be sensitive. You're gonna be an artsy. You're probably gonna be really fucked up." Yeah, yeah. and like, I just I didn't even think about it till right now. Yeah. I'm like, "That's messed up." Yeah. That I took the tragedy of the bad mental health before the thing that he's known for making. Yeah, yeah. like fully swings the other way. I think what you're
3: mentioning earlier, like you you have to acknowledge it like artists like uh, especially if you're going to romanticize like the insanity of uh, of an artist you kind of have to a- accept that that's a part of them like I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino nerd yeah. but at the same time you kind of have to <laughs> accept that that he's done some shit that he's done some shit to make those movies that are a little bit fucked up like
1: weird when, guy like when,
3: <laughs> when when he did when he saw a scene he was like no you're, you're not choking her right he just like he just did it himself and he like yeah. choked out Uma Thurman and yes. <laughs> like that, that's pretty fucked up to do Yeah, yeah. and you, you have to acknowledge that he might be a little bit fucked up and he might have done some fucked up shit to make that that ridiculous art
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well I mean and I think just like having that that separation you know and just trying to separate it as best we can you know where we're not like uh like romanticizing being mentally ill but we're not but we're also like holding space for the people who are mentally ill. like when they do have those breakdowns Mm -hmm. that you're just like oh that person who is mentally ill before they had a breakdown had a breakdown maybe I should have compassion for the breakdown and not just, you know, like, they they only become humans once they step out of line. Before that, yeah. they're just somebody up on a pedestal that's yeah. like, that can do that's no true. wrong. And the second they do wrong, that's when they come tumbling down. Especially yeah. now
3: with the amount of social media and PR. You yeah. know, that's just, yeah. the, they, they build them up so much. I
2: think that's why, like, I i, I was thinking about like, the whole Britney Spears thing and I was kind of, like, back then, I thought it was kind of interesting and funny because I was younger and dumber and, like, now I have a lot more compassion yeah. for it. But I think that it's really similar to that where it's like, seeing somebody I think part of the reason I liked it or thought it was interesting is because it was like yeah that's what fucking happens to people when you fucking do that you know when fame does to people like I I think it was refreshing to see the reality of what can happen when we put so much pressure on people to be a certain way and to be perfect oh
3: would you shave your head yeah like I thought it was
2: funny but I think I thought it was funny because I think there's a part of me that was like yeah that's what fucking happens when you do that not like funny but you know like I was interested in a way that I didn't understand now I think I understand
1: none of it didn't make sense to me I remember thinking at the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I was like, yeah, you made her that way. Yeah, <laughs> like I, mean. I think that's why
2: I was that we had to see it for once and like for uh, one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that they talked about it nicely, but
0: no, no, no. <laughs> but I think that there's 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 more compassion for some of those situations, like even Amanda Bynes, where people where we yeah. look back and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So the thing that was making you react like this was the fact that, you know, this was happening and this it's was happening really and this sad. was happening. Yeah, every me. female that has ever had a bad reputation in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, that has been the smoke break. Colin, I'm so sorry the camera went out, but it was a fucking yeah. treat talking to you. Yeah, it's nice being to on come Colin. and it's okay. Great. Yeah,
2: yeah, Don't it's expect it's too good. much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> don't <laughs> expect <laughs> too much. Deal, deal. All well, <laughs> right. Maybe we'll find out that you guys are long lost brothers. Someday. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's, let's find that ripped
3: picture, man. Let's get that
0: ripped oh, picture. All right, deal. that's been the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to ten AM as well uh, on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.